Good morning again, brothers and sisters, and uh, today we're going to be looking at that New Testament reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and the topic, Hope in a Dying World. Uh, will you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the great encouragement and hope that you give us in your word. We pray now that you'd be helping me to preach it faithfully. And we pray that as we consider it together, you would be filling our hearts with hope as we consider all that is happening around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, where can we find hope in a dying world? Where can we find hope in a dying world? Uh, the resurgence of COVID-19 around us in recent times is no doubt of great concern to us all. After the second wave and the lockdowns of March and April, things finally seemed to be getting better. Life seemed like it was going back to normal, at least a new normal. But then, in the middle of September, this third wave arrived, much worse than anything before it. Now in Malaysia, we are recording thousands of cases a day. Uh, globally, the infections and deaths are, are rising rapidly, 600,000 a day, 9,000 deaths a day. And once again, we find ourselves now entering another month of lockdown. We're unable to safely gather at church. We again must face the disruption and the isolation and the economic impact of this deadly disease. Now, for most of us, this present time is like nothing that we have ever experienced before. Every day, we are now being reminded of death. At 6 p.m., every one of us turns on the news to watch our health director general announce the latest counts of COVID cases and deaths. And as the cases grow and come closer and closer to home, perhaps we are beginning to wonder, what if I get COVID-19? or one of my loved ones? What if I get sick or die? And so this pandemic is reminding us of a reality that most of us would rather ignore, a, a reality that we try to suppress and distract ourselves from most of the time, but yet a reality our world will not let us escape from. That reality that one day, each and every one of us will die. Of course, most of us will not die from COVID-19, but we will all die. And this awful pandemic is a dreadful reminder that we live in a world that is broken, a world that is full of death. So where can we find hope in a dying world? Around us, the world is afraid. They're constantly trying to escape death, unsure of what comes after death, hopeless and despairing. But as Christians, we have a marvellous hope. And we're reminded of it in this passage this morning. We're reminded of the comfort and the hope that the gospel brings in the face of death. Notice what Paul writes in verse 18. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Paul intends that these words will encourage our hearts as we consider the bitter reality of death. He expects that they will fill us with hope and that we will use them to encourage ourselves and one another in this time 
when death is so real to us? Well, our passage gives us hope by answering two key questions. And the first of those questions is, what happens to Christians when they die? What happens to Christians when they die? Now, this question, what happens when we die, is a question that causes non-Christians a great deal of fear and uncertainty. I think many elderly Chinese and Indians hate to even speak of death because uh, the very uncertainty of the afterlife fills them with such fear and trepidation. Uh, this uncertainty is, is often reflected in the many funeral practices at many non-Christian uh, funerals. But Christians are not to, meant to share in the same kind of fear and uncertainty as we consider the reality of death. Paul writes in verse 13, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no Hope. Of course, in the face of death, Christians rightly grieve. It's only natural that as we feel a deep loss at the death of our loved ones, death is our great enemy. Death robs us of all that is good in life. Death separates us from those that we love. And even Jesus Christ wept at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. It didn't matter to Jesus that he had all the power to raise Lazarus from the dead. Faced with death, Jesus was moved to tears. Earlier this week, the famous blog writer Tim Challies suddenly lost his only son. Uh, he wrote these moving words on his blog. In all the years I've been writing, I have never had to type words more difficult, more devastating than these. Yesterday the Lord called my son to himself, my dear son, my sweet son, my kind son, my godly son, my only son. Nick was playing a game with his sister and fiance and many other students when he suddenly collapsed, never regaining consciousness, students, paramedics and doctors battled valiantly but could not save him. He's with the Lord he loved, the Lord he longed to serve. We have no answers to the what or why questions. Yesterday, Eileen and I cried and cried until we could cry no more, until there were no tears left to cry. Then later in the evening, we looked each other in the eye and said, we can do this. We don't want to do this, but we can do this, this sorrow, this grief, this devastation, because we know we don't have to do it in our own strength. We can do it like Christians, like a son and daughter of the father who knows what it is to lose a son. We know that there will be grueling days and sleepless nights ahead, but for now, even though our minds are bewildered and our hearts are broken, our hope is fixed and our faith is holding. Our son is home. Those words are so tragic and yet so beautiful at the same time. Here is a man broken by death, grieving the loss of his only son, lost suddenly. And yet even then, as he walks through that 
dark valley of death, yet he has hope for the future. Hope that his son is with Jesus. Hope that he will one day see him again. See, brothers and sisters, as Christians, we do not face death like the world around us. For the world, death is hopeless. We do not face this pandemic like the world around us. Uh, yes, the tragedy uh, of the suffering and death around us is real. It is, it is immense. The suffering around us ought to move us to, to tears as our world is just torn apart by this awful plague. And yet in the midst of it all, we have a real hope, a certain hope. Not wishful thinking, but a rock-solid hope based upon a rock-solid foundation of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Paul writes in verse 14, Since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. You see, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us real hope in the face of death. For on the cross, Jesus deals with the very cause of death, our sin. We all die because we all sin. As a human race, we have rejected God's loving rule for our lives. But 2,000 years ago, on the cross, Jesus died for us. He took that punishment that you and I deserve for our sins so that we no longer need to fear the judgment of God. And not only that, but three days later, he was raised again from the dead. The grave was empty. He appeared to the disciples alive. They watched him ascend into heaven. And if we accept the evidence, which is so overwhelming, and believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we'll never look at death the same again. The resurrection of Jesus is the rock-solid hope that death is not the end, that there is life after death for all who trust in Jesus Christ. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so, we believe that through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Notice how the Bible speaks of the death of Christians as having fallen asleep. Now, Christians are dead, but yet they sleep. Now, sleep is something that you wake up from. And, and, and the certain hope of the gospel is that one day all who have trusted in Jesus Christ will be raised to sleep no more in the grave. Now, even as we wait for that day, the Bible teaches us that Christians who fall asleep in Christ are now with him. In Philippians 1 verse 23, Paul writes, My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. Or in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8, we read, Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. See, that is our great confidence. When we die, our spirit goes to be with the Lord Jesus. We are at home with him in his presence. We wait for the day when he will return. 
and will be raised bodily from the dead and we will be with him forever. What happens to Christians when they die? They go to be with Christ now and they will be raised when he returns. Well, that brings us to our second question in the passage. What will happen when Jesus returns? Now, I suspect that the return of Jesus is not something that uh, most of us spend a lot of time thinking about. Uh, often we go through life in this world as if it will go on forever. And so our gaze is constantly on the short-term challenges that we face that are immediately in front of us, our, our I mean, exams or our work or our health. But the future return of Jesus brings us immense hope in this broken world. For it means that the, that the brokenness of this world will not go on forever and ever. Paul says in verse 15, For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord. He, he wants us to be absolutely certain about the truth and reliability of what he is saying. He's saying this is the very word of Jesus Christ. Verse 15, We declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who've fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Here the Bible tells us what will happen when Jesus returns. There will be a great cry and a loud trumpet that is heard over the, all of the earth. The return of Jesus will be unmistakable and unmissable. Uh, many court leaders uh, claim to be the returned Jesus Christ. Uh, the Mother of uh, God cult uh, from Korea is a good example. But Jesus' return will not be a secret. It's not something that you will miss. The trumpet shall sound. The cry will come and the dead will be raised from their graves. And all who are alive will, be, will, will go up to meet the Lord Jesus in the air. And he will bring us home. Verse 17 says, And so we will always be with the Lord. What a grand and wonderful hope that is. The return of Jesus Christ will be a great reunion. I remember in the first uh, lockdown in March, uh, Suman and I hardly left our house for more than six weeks. Uh, finally, at the end of it, we, we went for a meal with Suman's family. And what a wonderful reunion it was. It was just so good to see our beloved relatives again. Uh, there's been many other stories during this pandemic of married couples separated in different countries when the borders were closed, unable to, to, to see one another again. Imagine the joy of them being reunited once again. See, that is just a glimpse of what we look forward to when Jesus returns. Jesus' return is the great day of reunion. 
The day when we'll be reunited with our Saviour, Jesus Christ. The day we'll be reunited with, with all of our loved ones who have passed on before us. The day when all of the isolation and the loneliness and the separation and the grief that we experience in this world will be finished forever. The coming of Jesus Christ is a day that we ought to long for something to look forward to. It is the day when death will be defeated once and for all. It will be the day when all that spoils this world will be done away with. It will be the day when we will enter the presence of our Lord and enjoy uninterrupted relationship with him and with each other for all eternity. Paul ends in verse 18. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. We are never to stop reminding one another of the foundation of our hope. Our resurrected King will one day return to raise us from death. Well, I wanted to conclude with one final question, and that is this. Why do we need to encourage one another with these words? words. Uh, two reasons. Firstly, uh, we need to remind one another of these words because we so often forget our hope. So yes, we believe Jesus was raised from the dead. Yes, we believe that he's returning. But so often those uh, gospel realities become disconnected from our daily lives. And instead, as we're faced with the disease and the death and the troubles all around us, we begin to feel hopeless and alone. We need to be reminded of these gospel truths again and again. Reminded that we have hope in the face of death. Because the extent to which we believe these truths will be reflected in the extent to which we fear death. If we believe these truths, we will not be afraid of the future. We will be filled with hope and joy. And so if we don't want to allow one another to face this dying world with despair, we need to remind one another of this hope. And secondly, these words will give us the courage to live for Christ now. These words will give us the courage to live for Christ now. See, if we're not sure what will happen when we die, then our whole life will become one long quest for security. We won't stand out for Jesus. We won't sacrificially serve others. Uh, we will be obsessed with, with making sure our life is safe and secure. But knowing that our future is already secure in Jesus Christ, instead of being constantly worried about this pandemic and the possibility of contracting COVID-19 and all the other troubles that may come our way, we'll be freed instead to put our mind to how we may love and serve other people. Well, finally, if you're tuning in this morning and uh, you have not yet trusted in Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Saviour, I want you to know that only Jesus Christ has this, these words of eternal life. Only Jesus Christ can give you hope in the face of death. Will you turn to Jesus Christ even today?
And if you call yourself a Christian, then will you encourage one another with these words? Jesus is risen and Jesus is returning. And we have hope in the face of death. Well, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the hope that you have given us, even in the face of death. Help us to encourage one another with these words as we look forward to the return of Jesus. His name we pray. Amen.